How we doing, two-minute drill fans? This is a special episode for the next four weeks. We're going to be doing something fun. So we're going to take our positions as the GMs of NFL teams across the whole league. And in this week's episode, we're going to cover the AFC North and the NFC North. So obviously in the AFC North, we got the Browns, Ravens, Steelers, and Bengals. And then the NFC North, we got the Packers, Vikings, Bears, and so we might not go in that exact order, but we're going to go cover those teams. So I'm going to let Dom start off. He uh, he picked his hometown team, the Browns. So let's see see if Dom was the GM of the Browns, what he All right. Well, there's to start off, there's going to be some hard decisions that have to be made up front. Um, it's going to be an emotional first cut, but the first thing I would do is I would cut Jarvis Landry. Um, it's going to be difficult since he is, you know, the heart and soul of this team, but he's scheduled to make 16 mil this coming year. And if we cut him, I think it's after June 1st, then it would only count against, it would only count like 1.5 against the cap. So I think he's gone. I would also cut Austin Hooper because he's been here for a couple of years, hasn't really produced at the level that we thought that he would. And we have Harrison Bryant that's younger and honestly produces more than he does. Um, then lastly, I would cut Case Keenum because He's the backup, and I feel like for a backup, we can get someone cheaper and younger that can fill the same role. Altogether, those three cuts alone would save about 33.1 in cap space. Um, next, I would re-sign Anthony Walker, middle linebacker. I would re-sign David Njoku, uh, Tack McKinley, Malcolm Smith, Dearness Johnson. I would re-sign Nick Mullins to uh, replace Case Keenum as a backup quarterback. I would also re-sign cornerback MJ Stewart, safety Ronnie Harrison, and Jadavion Clowney. Then I would re not re-sign, but I would go in free agency and sign wide receiver Allen Robinson, somewhere in the range of three years, 48 mil. And then I would go sign defensive tackle BJ Hill, uh, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals. Had an amazing year this year. Browns have a big need. On the interior defensive line, I feel like he can come in and fill that role pretty nicely. If we can't get him, I wouldn't mind trying to bring back. Um, I wouldn't mind trying to bring back Larry Ogunjobi because I feel like the Browns let him go, thinking the grass is always greener on the other side. And he went down to Cincinnati and had an amazing season. So I would try to bring him back. That would leave the Browns with about seventeen point two mil in cap space. Also, in addition, this offseason, I would do anything possible to re-sign Denzel Ward. I think that should be a top priority. He needs to be locked down for years to come. He's one of the best cornerbacks in football, and we can't lose him. Then going into the draft, this might be a little controversial, but I would trade back. So I did a fantasy draft on, I think it was like Pro Football Network or something like that. And I traded the 13th and the like 162nd pick for the 30th and 62nd pick. So move back in the first, but then we, you know, move up into the second round. Then I would draft wide receiver David Bell from Purdue, wide receiver Justin Ross from Clemson, then edge rusher Drake Jackson from USC, offensive guard Ed Ingram from LSU, offensive tackle. Bernard Raymond, then edge rusher Isaiah Thomas from Oklahoma, 
Then defensive tackle Haskell Garrett from Ohio State, linebacker JoJo Daman from Nebraska, and then kicker Cade York from LSU. That's pretty much what I got. What do What do you guys think? I like it. Question. Um, Answer. What would you do with Baker Mayfield? Let him play out the last year of his contract. He's he hasn't played well enough to deserve a long term extension. But I also don't really see any viable options for us to replace him because it looks like um, Derek Carr is going to be staying in in Las Vegas. I think yes, Case Keenum would be an upgrade, but I don't think he'd be that significant of an upgrade to warrant the additional salary that we'd have to pay. Jimmy Garoppolo's good, but I think he's too injury prone. So uh, looking at potential replacements, I don't I don't see any viable replacements this year. So I think it's letting him play out the last year, try to put as good of a team around him as possible and hope for the best. Hope for another 2020 season and not 2021 season. All right. With that said, if he has an amazing season next year, uh, then what do you do? If, I mean, if he has an amazing season, then you you do what you can to reassign him. I would I would just franchise tag him. Do it. Do it yeah, I, I would either I would either franchise tag him or or reassign him if possible. Yeah, I would I wouldn't give him a big deal. Honestly, if anything, I, I agree with like maybe getting rid of Case Keenum. Maybe if you could ship him out in a trade, I don't know if anybody would really be wanting to trade for him. You might you probably would have to cut him, like you said. But I would try to go into free agency maybe and try to bring in. A like maybe a Marcus Mariota, Mitchell Trubisky, not necessarily to start or to play, um, but maybe just to put a little bit of pressure on Baker. I think we've kind of seen that in the past and it's worked out a little bit um, because clearly and then maybe they come in and, you know, maybe Mitchell Trubisky sitting behind um, Josh Allen and with that Bills, you know, coaching staff, maybe he's developed, maybe he's gotten better. Maybe he's a guy that can come in and and actually produce well, especially if you like you said, if you're going to try to fill out that team and put guys around Baker Mayfield then maybe, you know, Trubisky or Mariota have gotten a little bit better. They can come in and they can produce and they can stay, you know, healthy and consistent and stuff like that. But, I mean, if Baker performs well this year, I wouldn't give a big deal. I would I would franchise tag him and sit, tell him to do it again. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you do it two years in a row, then then we can talk about giving you giving you a long-term contract. Right. The, the only thing, though, with going to re-sign someone like Marcus Mariota or um, – Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota had a chance to be a starter and failed, and he got shipped out from Tennessee and has been the backup in Oakland. So that and the same thing with Mitch Trubisky. So I don't really see those as upgrades. Like if if I'm no, 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 I'm not, I'm not if, if I'm bringing in a quarterback, right? I want I want someone to say that you go get them to upgrade. I'm saying you get them to put in that quarterback room because you're putting pressure on Baker Mayfield. Case Keenum doesn't put pressure on Baker Mayfield. You you know you know that Case Keenum is not taking Baker Mayfield's job, but you know that Mitchell Trubisky has been a starter before. You know that, you know, Marcus Mariota has been a starter before. And and when he's had to play in Las Vegas, he's not played bad. So I think that you bring them in there to kind of compete and push Baker Mayfield. And it's not necessarily that you think they're going to take his job. And maybe they do. Maybe they outperform him. But we don't know that. And there's plenty of guys that have gotten second chances. I think if you need to bring in someone to motivate your quarterback to play at his best level, then you don't have your franchise quarterback on the roster in the first place. And I, I don't so, think he's their franchise quarterback, but I well, mean, he, he, he is. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's a topic for a different show. I think bringing in someone like uh, Mitch Trubisky or Marcus Mariota, they, they would ask, they would be 
too expensive for for what I would want their role to be. I'm looking for just a backup because I want to use I want to allocate cap space in other areas to bolster. I want to I want to bring in wide receivers. I want to bring in other weapons to bolster this team, not have eight eight to ten million dollars just sitting as a backup quarterback. So I, I think Nick Mullins, he started one game this last year. I think he played well enough that he showed that he can be a good backup quarterback, that if Baker gets injured again, he can step in for a week or two or potentially three and play well enough where he's not going to screw things up too bad, you know? You know, I agree with you. I mean, listen, I, I think that you're right in trying to, you know, bolster that interior defensive line. You're right in trying to bring in some weapons on the outside and get some pull in there, you know, Obviously, it sucks that you got to, you know, you probably do have to cut Jarvis Landry. Maybe you cut him and then maybe you can bring him back for a little bit cheaper. Maybe you make that deal with him. Maybe you extend his contract, whatever, just to try to make the cap hit a little bit less. I think that's a guy that that you try to keep in some sort of way. But if you can't, obviously, cutting him does open up that cap space. But no. as I said, I, I think I think at the quarterback position, I think if you have if you're able to fill positions around and you have the money to go out there and get a guy that could potentially beat Baker Mayfield out of a job. I think that you, I think that you risk that because that's, that's not a team that's like, that's not a team or a roster that's sitting there being like, Oh, well, let's give it a shot. And hopefully we win 10 or 11 games this year. Like that's, that's a squad that wants to go to the playoffs. So you need to be serious about your quarterback position. So Yes, I understand trying to save money at that aspect, but you need to go out there and get a guy who can compete with Baker Mayfield, maybe push him or maybe even take that starting job. And I get that. So that, the, that, that's the only thing I would do differently. I, one thing that I would do, yes, you have to look at all options at quarterback, but I'm only going to bring in a quarterback if it's a clear upgrade, like someone like Russell Wilson, someone like Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't retire, someone – or. Even even Deshaun Watson, if we're, you know what, even Deshaun Watson, depending on what his you know legal status is and what his suspension status is, looking at Watson just as a football player, he's you know a clear upgrade. So I'm not opposed to bringing in a quarterback, but I would want it to be a clear franchise established quarterback that can take this team to where this team wants to go, not someone that was a starter for a couple years when they were first drafted, but then they've been a backup for the next, you know, couple years and they're just a free agent now, you know? Yeah. Uh, David, Brian, do you guys have anything else that you want to add to this before we move on? The only thing I would say is I might not trade back in the draft just because for me, I would want to get like one of the, not the top receiver, but one of the top receivers in the draft just because, you know, I think that would be a game changer since, you know, Odell didn't work yeah. out. Land yeah. Well, the thing with this this wide receiver class or Alave wouldn't. I, yeah. I agree that Garrett Wilson is probably the best wide receiver in the draft, but the wide receiver draft class is so deep. You can get a very, very solid, you know, starting caliber wide receiver in the second, you know, late first, early second round. So if you can trade back and still get, you know, a and I, I have him picking David Bell at, at 30. You can go get him. He's big enough and physical enough where he can be your big target. And then with the additional pick that I got, I went and got Justin Ross, who's athletic and fast enough to take the top off of defense. So right there, the with just thing, that one trade back, you, you hate. Is that you don't you don't want to settle, though. I mean, we've seen how. Big, you're not really settling. 
but what I'm saying is you, we've seen how big drafting like a, you know, a, a superstar wide receiver out of college like that has really, has really, you know, changed the way a team, you know, been playing. I mean, you can look at how much, how much better, you know, Kirk Cousins has played with Justin Jefferson. You can look at, you know, the connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and that really kind of carried them to the Super Bowl. So I think getting that right in that situation and getting, if, if you're going to rock with Baker, getting him a dude that can get open and has, you know, good speed, I think that that would probably be the most important thing. And yes, trading back gives you another pick and gives you more, you know, that you could add, but I, I don't know if that would be like, I don't know if those two guys together would be better than adding somebody like an Olave or Garrett. Well, I mean, well, don't forget, I have them signing Allen Robinson in in free agency. So he's going to be your clear number one guy off the bat. But then bringing in two good, solid wide receivers in the draft is going to be a clear upgrade from what we have now, which is the Jarvis Landry that's about to be cut, Rashard Higgins that can't see the field no matter who the coach is, and a six-round Donovan Peoples-Jones. So if we can bring in Allen Robinson and then go draft two guys that are going to be starters for you, I, I don't see that as a bad move. Because I mean, th- this wide receiver room is, is so depleted. I, I'd rather have a bunch of good, solid wide receivers than one great wide receiver and nobody else to draw attention from the defense. Well, we'll see. We'll see what they do in real life. I mean, I think I think we like a lot of the things that you have there. It makes sense. You know what I mean? You got to clear cap space and you got to bring some uh, you got to bring some talent in. You know what I mean? That to help out and, you know, play that more grit and grind football. So let's move on. Um, David, you want to go ahead and go along with the Ravens? Yeah, sure. Um, So as of right now, they've got a cap space of about eight to nine million dollars, roughly, um, with a dead cap of Little over seven hundred, little over seven hundred sixty thousand dollars, and and some of the position needs that they really need to focus on is, I would say, lineman in a sense, not only to protect Lamar Jackson when he's in the pocket, but also to protect whoever is the running back, like J.K. Dobbins, because they literally went through their entire running back depth chart all before the season even started. Uh, so I would probably add like Matt Gano or Sam Tavi. They might not be the starters on the offensive line, but they would be at least add some depth to the team. And then I would probably trade away a person like Sammy Watkins who didn't really do a whole lot for the team and then get either – uh, Lyman from another team or a couple of late round draft picks. So that's what I would. Okay. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I, I think that's fair. They had a lot of injuries this year. I mean, I think they had injuries in almost every position, especially secondary running backs were hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, isn't Sammy Watkins a free agent though? I think, I, I think he might have an extra year on. Maybe he has like mm-hmm. a player or like a team option or something like that, but. Let me take uh, a look. Well, David, uh, gets into the office and looks at it real quick. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I think that offensive line is always a need pretty much everywhere in the league. I don't think anybody's really set on their offensive line except for maybe a few teams, but um, I would probably try to, you know, add some more pieces there in the linebacking core. I think that they could use a little bit of help um, when it comes to, you know, that interior linebacker spot and then maybe some more edge rushers. You could always use some more edge rushers, but that's the only other thing that, 
that I would probably do. What do you think, Brian or Dom? Okay, real quick, before you guys interject, yes, he was only on a one-year deal, but that doesn't mean that that can't change. Okay. Okay. I, I, I agree with pretty much everything you've got. I definitely agree that adding more depth to this team will help because, I mean, you look at how injury-prone they were this year, and they, they were holding up pretty well until Lamar got hurt. But bringing in more depth is always good, especially you know with the, the Ravens' injury situation. It's, it means that they're going to be able to weather injury bugs better. Um, but, I, yeah, I definitely think their biggest need is, is on that defense with their edge rush. You look at the last couple of years, their defensive ranking has gone down each of the last three years, especially when it comes to creating pressure and sack totals. So I think bringing in, you know, a front end starter edge rusher would be, you know, pretty, pretty important for that team. Yeah, definitely. And that's why now I didn't realize that Sammy Watkins was only a one year deal, which is why I chose him at first. Um, but yeah, trading someone who's who didn't really do a whole lot on the team and trading them for like late round draft picks is why I went that way. So. All right. Uh, Brian, did you have anything to add to this? Uh, no, I'm all for the, the line. You know, you got two mobile quarterbacks. But, I mean, this team is full of uh, talent. It's just, you know, they got really unlucky last year. I think another thing, too, is is maybe maybe they consider adding a guy at backup quarterback um, that could really come in and, and win games for them. I'm not saying, like, Lamar has have that guy already. Hmm? I think they have that guy already, Tyler Huntley. He came in and played amazing. Yeah, but I mean, I just think because people didn't really haven't really had much tape on him. I think we've kind of seen that happen. You know, you could look at like Taylor Heineke. Like I think he kind of fizzled out. You look at like Gardner Minshew. Like it, like those guys aren't. They're not bad. They're in the NFL for a reason. You know what I mean? But I think if you could go out there and you could get a guy who could really come in and you know is proven to be able to come off the bench and win you games, I think that that would be maybe a little bit better of an option just in, just in case. Because I mean, Lamar hasn't really been that crazy injury prone, but you know if if that if that injury bug does hit that team again and, and he does end up getting bit by it, then at least you know you have a guy that could step in and make games until he can come back, or maybe even help you know run the run the ship into the playoffs, you know, almost kind of like a Nick situation. But that's the only that's the only change that I would probably make. Um, well, if we don't have anything else, I will. I guess I'll go ahead and uh, hit the Bengals because I think the guys wanted Brian to go last with the Steelers so they can get my reaction on that. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I'll go ahead and hit the Bengals. Listen, I think I got the easiest one out of the group here. Um, <laughs> they start out with forty-eight million in cap space. Um, they have six million in dead cap, but when you have forty-eight million and you know to work with, that doesn't really matter. I think the only thing that I would do, you know, trade slash cut is I would try to trade or cut uh, Trey Waynes. If they get rid of him, it adds about ten million to the cap, and then it only adds about five million to your dead cap. So you'd be sitting there with about like fifty-eight to sixty million dollars in cap space, which I think would be huge for a team coming off the Super Bowl. You're keeping the majority of your team because they're pretty young. I think I would bring back um, Larry Ogjanobi. I would bring back CJ Uzama. I would bring back Eli Apple. I know that he's getting a lot of hate right now, but I think he played a pretty good season. And I think if he continues to improve in within that defense, I think he can be, you know, a good rotational piece there at the, you know, cornerback position, uh, maybe even be a good number two guy. 
I think that they should bring back B.J. Hill. I know Dom wants them to, him to go to the Browns, but I think if they can keep that interior defensive line together, I think that really helped their run to the Super Bowl. Then in free agent, I would go ahead and target guys like Raheem Mostert and uh, Cordell Patterson. Obviously, I think they need that change of back. Somebody who can kind of come out of the backfield and, you know, catch the ball or Raheem Mostert is a speedster. So I think that might help out in certain situations. I think that bring, I think they should maybe bring in like a veteran tight end like Zach Ertz. I think that that would really help out alongside CJ Uzama, just give a veteran presence that knows um, what it takes to be in winning situations. And, and he plays really grit and grind uh, football. So I think that would be important. I think the offensive line is a huge need, obviously. We kind of saw that throughout their playoff run. So I think they should go big. I think Brandon Sheriff, Ryan Jensen, and Ben Jones should be kind of their top targets um, for that offensive line just to kind of really solidify it. I think also maybe targeting Orlando Brown Jr. and then Connor Williams from Dallas. I know he's kind of young and unknown, but he um, he's kind of started to develop and get a little bit better. So he might not be a guy that would cost you a bunch, but you could kind of continue to develop him over time and he'd be a good maybe rotational piece and maybe even a starter down the line. I think maybe trying to steal Jadavion Clowney from the Browns just to bolster that interior of that defensive line. If you can't bring back Hill or Ojinobi, I think that would probably help out. Um, maybe targeting Chandler Jones if he doesn't want to go back to Arizona because of the Kyler Murray drama and they have the money to do it. I don't know if they'd want to spend that much money. I think the majority of the guys that I'm targeting right now are guys that are probably going to take like, you know, decent little deals, but it's going to be one to three year deals. Like they're not going to be, you know, crazy, crazy amounts of money. So, and then I would probably also target Jerry Hughes from Buffalo, John Bostick from Washington, KJ Wright. Um, those guys are just, like I said, they, they get tackles. KJ Wright and John Bostick, they just they just know how to tackle. So you got you can get guys that can, you know, if the running back can get to the second level or you get your slot receivers or your tight ends coming across the middle, they're going to be able to stop those guys. They're not going to get much yards after the catch. I think they really need to improve that secondary. So maybe looking at guys like Kyle Fuller, Stephon Gilmore, Xavier Rhodes, Dante Jackson, Tyron Matthew, even Terrell Edmonds from Pittsburgh. I think he's really kind of shown that he can be a guy in the secondary. And then Marcus May from uh the Jets, I think that, like I said, they have like, they'll have, if they end up getting rid of Trey Waynes, they'll have almost $60 million to work with. So that's a lot of money. And, and I think realistically, they're not going to be able to get all these guys on the list. But like I said, the majority of these guys would be good guys for like a one, two, maybe even three year deal. Um, and by the time their contracts run out, you'll be kind of looking at re-signing a lot of your young players. Like, you know, Joe Burrow will probably need a contract contract extension, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, like those kinds of guys. So you won't be like, you won't be setting yourself up for failure in the future, but you'll be kind of getting a lot of guys that can, you know, help produce now. And a lot of guys that have been winning situations, obviously, depending on how they do in free agency, I think their number one target in the draft should be offensive line. Um, if they're not able to sign any offensive line in free agency, I think they should go offensive line the first three rounds um just to try to find some guys that can get in there and get Joe Burrow some help I mean he doesn't need the best offensive line but he at least needs an average one and then again they need defensive back help whether that's safety or whether that's cornerback help I think that would be huge that would be something you know else to kind of look at if they can you know fill up that offensive line in free agency maybe that's their need and then obviously linebacker and the interior defensive line and then some more edgers that's kind of what I would target in the draft just um what you do free what we do in free so like I said, it's it's pretty simple. Even if they don't get rid of Trey Waynes and they keep them, they still have almost $50 million in cap space, so they can do a lot of things. That's pretty much my plan. 
What do you guys think about it? Do you hate it? Do you love it? Do you want to make any changes? I think it's a pretty fair plan. I definitely agree that you have the easiest situation out of every team in the AFC North. I mean, 48 mil in the cap space and you, you have a team that just went to the Super Bowl. I think that's, you know, every GM's dream right there. But <laughs> yeah. I like the, I like the moves. Um, I definitely agree. I think we can all agree that offensive line is their biggest need. I mean, we so I'm, I'm definitely not opposed to them going. I'm definitely not opposed to them going, you know, offensive line the first two or three rounds of the draft. I mean, yeah, we, we've pretty much been talking about their offensive line all year. So I wouldn't blame you on that one. All right. Yeah. Uh, Brian, anything to add? No, just O line. I mean, Joe Burrow's already been hurt majorly once during the Super Bowl when he was on the ground holding his knee. I think every Bengals fan had a small heart attack, so they need to start protecting him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that – I think, honestly, the majority of their free agent money probably should go to offensive line. I don't really think they need many weapons when it comes to wide receiver. Um, I do think they should add a change of pace back. But other than that, offensive line and then just add some more defensive, you know, depth. I think that would be pretty huge expense. All righty. Well, it is Brian's turn to go with the Steelers. So I will let him do that and then – I guess uh, I guess it'll be able to respond to whatever you say. <laughs> oh, Steelers, 24.6 million cap. They actually have a decent cap situation this year. Problem, first first time since 2004 where they, you know, have a bit of a quarterback situation. So, Trey, or uh, basically people I would immediately start looking to cut. Um, I mean, that O-line has, just like the Bengals, big issue all year round. Big thing they need to fix. Part of the reason was uh, Zach Banner. He uh, went out with it multiple times this year with injuries. He's a big reason why they just didn't have the depth. If you uh, cut him, you save five million in cap, and you only have one point six million in dead cap. Another guy that I would think about cutting at least try to restructure his uh, contract is Joe Schubert. Uh, they got him on a five-year deal from uh, Jacksonville for $53 million. And uh, if you cut him after June 1st, you save $9.25 million. So basically take that $24 million uh, cap and you can clear up almost $15 million extra. Uh, I would definitely let Juju walk. I mean, just the last couple of years, his production has been lower. He came back for a year and he just was not a factor last year. And uh, Wayne Haskins, I would just let go because – I don't think anybody expects him to really see the field anytime soon. Uh, pretty much players to sign going into the offseason. Quarterback's the big issue. O-line's the big issue. Cornerback's the big issue. And maybe get a receiver. So my, what I would do is I wouldn't go for like a big name free agent or try to trade for a bigger name. Like, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jameis Winston, they're going to be worth a lot of money. A lot of teams are going to be, you know, competing to get them. What I would do is get a bridge quarterback. So I'm looking at Gardner Minshew, Mitch Trubisky. You know, they're cheap. They're not going to take a lot of, uh, you know, trade or uh, draft picks from the Eagles to admit or uh, Gardner Minshew. Mitch Trubisky, you can probably sign for just a couple million. So I would get one of them. I would look at uh, offensive tackle Aaron Armstead from the Saints. His Saints are not going to be able to pay him, and he is a great tackle. 
And then right tackle Morgan Moses from the Jets. He's going to bring a lot of reliability that to the offensive line. And, uh, you know, he's going to bring some depth. And then uh, for the draft, first round, I'm going to draft a uh, quarterback for the future. Which, I mean, you're later in the draft, so probably going to either be Matt Coral or Malik Willis, which if it's Malik Willis, I really like him as a player. I think he has a lot of potential, but he's really raw. Definitely going to want to sit him out for the first year, let him learn the game, let him learn from whichever bridge quarterback I can get. And then uh, second and third round O-line, sixth round, I'm going with a cornerback, uh, and then seventh round, try to get a receiver. What do you guys think? I think we, we need Nick's opinion first. <laughs> I um I like it honestly I think I, I don't know about cutting Joe Schobert I think that might be a guy I, I think you only cut him if you really need that money in order to kind of spread it around um he's a guy that really kind of helps out that, that huh that's why I said I would try to restructure it first yeah, yeah I mean you could try to restructure it. I mean, honestly and like I said if 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 they needed to cut him in order to bring somebody else in or a couple other players in that could help out, I, I, I would agree with that. I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah, I would say that definitely covers a lot of the issues with uh, the Steelers just overall. And not to mention, they didn't – they hired Brian Flores as well? They, they did. He's a defensive assistant. So that definitely is going to help a lot. Yeah. I I really really like the Gardner Minshew signing. I I really think he's a good quarterback. He's yeah, so shown. I, I was definitely gonna uh-huh. say that. sorry. My my laptop was about to die. I was like, oh man. <laughs> no, you're good. No, uh, Uncle Rico can definitely come in. He's what twenty six. Twenty six. Look at how good he played down in Jacksonville, and I I think he kind of got screwed out of a job there. Well, not not screwed off a job, but he definitely should not have been traded. Um, I, I think he can come in and play well enough where, you know, you maybe think about keeping him around long term. I'm not yeah, saying that he can come in and be your franchise quarterback, but he might might put off that franchise quarterback search for a year or two. Yeah, I, I honestly really liked that. That was that was like my favorite thing that you said, Brian, was was Gardner Minshew, because that's a guy that I I've been really thinking about them trying to bring him in um, as a bridge guy or maybe even a guy for the future because he just – he kind of reminds me of like a Pittsburgh Steeler, you know, that kind of quarterback. Like he's, he's going he's gonna to do whatever it takes to, you know, make, make something happen, and I really like that. I like the offensive line, you know, trying to bring in those two guys in, in that tackle spot. I think that will really help out, especially Najee Harris. You need to get an offensive line in front of him because – he rushed for 1,200 yards behind that offensive line this year. I mean, arguably, probably the worst offensive line in football. I mean, you can make an argument that maybe the Bengals' offensive line was worse, but they still went to the Super Bowl. So it, for him to be able to do what he did behind that offensive line, I think if you could put some guys in front of him, I think that he could be one of the best running backs in the league, especially when you talk about a dual threat running back and catching the ball up, you know, as well. So I really liked that. I think if – they're not able to get Kenny Pickett. I don't think they draft a cool draft. I think you go best available. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see a, I don't want to draft another quarterback that we have to wait three years to see if they're going to turn into something like me. You know what I mean? I want to draft a guy that we're confident with that is going to be able to come in and either start right away or start halfway through the season. You know what I mean? I don't, 
I don't want to play this game where, you know, we're trying to develop them over three or four years and then hopefully they, they figure it out. You know what I mean? So I yeah, think. So you get Gardner Minshew and then hold. Yeah. Gardner Minshew and hold. And then maybe, maybe somebody, you know, one of the, you know, one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the draft kind of fall to you, or maybe you move up. I, I don't know. I wouldn't give up like a ton of capital to move up. You know what I mean? But I do, I do really like Kenny Pickett. You know, obviously he played for Pitt. He's played at Heinz field his whole career. So I think that's a guy that you could bring in and I would, I would, you know, be okay spending the pick on him and trying to develop him because I think that he could be a guy that could start, you know, either within that first season or, you know, later, like maybe in that second season of his career. Um, obviously, if you bring Gardner Minshew in, I think that if you put a team around him, he could be a guy that you go out um, and win games with. I even think, like I said, if Kenny Pickett's not there and you're able to get a wide receiver where you're at, it might not be bad. Like if Chris Olave falls, um, which I don't think he will, but um, if somebody like that kind of is sitting there in that spot, maybe even, um, what is it, uh, Jameis Williamson or uh, – Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams from Alabama. I know he's going to be out for the whole season, but if you're able to get him even in like the second round, I think that would be a guy that you could stash away for a year, and then I think he's going to be a pretty big talent. So I don't know. I mean, I, I really like it. I think that they have – to have cap space really helps. Um, obviously, I think they're still dealing with a little, with probably a, a decent amount of dead cap from, you know, the past couple of years. But, and I think they still probably owe Roethlisberger some money, unfortunately, yeah. is what it is. So, um, yeah. One last thing to add, though. I think the the Steelers would be better off getting Gardner Minshew this year and then trying as hard as they can to move up and draft C.J. Stroud next year. Yeah, okay. I agree. I, I honestly, I, I think that would probably be best case scenario. I think you, I think you bring in a guy that you think you can win with and then, and then you go ahead in the draft and you draft best available. I think you draft best available skill positions. I think whether that's wide receiver or defensive back, you know what I mean? And then you just, you rock with the team that you have. Um, and I don't think that you overspend in free agency. I think honestly, you hold on to some of that money if you have to. And that way, when you go into next year, you have even that much more money, and then you're in a better position to be able to wheel and deal and maybe move up, like Dom said, to get somebody like C.J. Stroud. Anybody else have anything on the Steelers? No, I think you just about covered it. All righty. Well, that covers the AFC North. Go ahead and let us know uh, what you think about, you know, what we kind of decided to do with each team. Obviously, we're still about, I think, four weeks out. Um, while we're recording this episode from the start of free agency and then a couple months out from the draft. So there's lots of things that are going to change and there's lots of, you know, moving pieces that are going to happen over time. So 